morning and praise the Lord, friends. We want to thank God for this new day. As we share in the word of the Lord, let's pray. Mighty Father, we thank you for this new day and this new week that you are starting in your presence, Lord. Pray to Lord, as we share together in your word, Lord, you speak to each one of us, Lord. Ask that, Lord, submit to you, Lord, in all the sharing, O Lord. The Lord, you bring the insights, Lord. As your presence will saturate us, your presence will lead you, as your presence will uphold us together. Lord, let every other spirit that comes from the enemy be put under your foot. Let all be destroyed. And Lord, let you only reign in our hearts and in our, in our lives. We, we give you thanks, we give you honor. For in just name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for this opportunity that has been given to me to share with you on a topic dealing with a wavering spirit. Dealing with a wavering spirit, and it is coming from the letter of James, chapter 1, from verse 1 to 8. So to first read that, what do then we share from there? James chapter 1, from verse 1 to 8. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, consider it pure, pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you, you, you first trouble, trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let the perseverance finish its work that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any one of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe uh, and, and not doubt, because, because one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a, such a person is, is, is double-minded and unstable uh, in, all, in all they do. Brethren, this is the word of God. The wavering spirit from the scripture, the wavering spirit is a state of having two opinion or options, or a state of restlessness, or a state of being in between the positive and the negative. When you go to First King chapter eighteen, verse twenty-one, when 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 Elijah is dealing with the false prophets, Elijah is the, the Israelites and he says. Either the God of Baal or the God, the true God. 
And he says, for how long will you waver between two opinions? Of course, friends, this is a very, a very tricky thing because it's like you, you, you are there, you, you are in between. It's like you are, it's like you have face. It's like you don't have face. It's like, so you are there. And so this, this wavering spirit is something that we must deal with. Let me give the background of this book of James. Of course, James in the first one is introducing himself, who he is, and then he also brings greetings. And so in this, of course, it's clear that this letter was written by James himself, the half-brother of, the, of, 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 of Jesus Christ, but also he is writing to his fellow and he's writing to a scattered congregation. And it is said that he was writing to a persecuted church. And in this, they were going through many trials, many tribulations. And it's like he's, he is interesting them to know who they are and what they are supposed to be, not to be taken away. But also, the book, this letter of James, when, when I was reading, I read, I read the whole of it. And I pray you, you, you take time to read the whole of it. It, it, it is straight. It speaks the way, he speaks the way it is. Actually, it is compared to Proverbs. He says it the way it is. He does not look through whatever. He, if he is addressing favoritism, he speaks to it. If he is, if he is addressing uh, um, the, the rich, he tells the way it is. In chapter three, when he's addressing the tongue, he speaks to it, how, how the tongue is, he explains it. And so, uh, and his, his, his thoughts, they seem like they are not connected. If we, it's like they are scattered. It's like he runs from this and he goes to this. But he, when you read, they are interconnected, as we're going to see. And especially when we begin from, from verse two. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. He's addressing them as his sisters and brothers. So he's, he's addressing his very own. And he's, he is telling them, consider it pure, consider it joy, consider it goodness, to be a good thing when you are <laughs> when you are suffering and one would really someone they are they are going through a torture of life and he is telling them to consider it as joy to consider it as goodness to consider it as as though it is normal it is good that you are going so one would would be thinking like so so he's happy that I am suffering sincerely. So he's challenging them to the point that if you are not sensitive to his line of thinking, you may think he is not serious. He does not understand. Can't he see I am suffering? Can't he see we are going through this? But, he, but when he, he says, consider it as pure joy, he goes ahead and says, 
let your perseverance finish its work so that you may you may mature and be complete and lacking nothing he is telling them the suffering the patience they have to endure will produce perseverance and that perseverance will bring will bring complete joy will bring that 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 complete character that character that is mature that character that is steady that character that is able to bring many things and i let me join it with verse 13 i mean i mean verse 12 he says believers in humble circumstances ought to you ought to to take pride in in the in 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 their in their high positions once in their high positions and here he's telling them that you don't take pride in the high position they are in be humble in circumstances don't take pride in their high positions but but in verse 13 but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like wild flowers they will pass away <laughs> do, do you imagine taking pride in humiliation of your riches in other words there you had a business and this business they have just robbed you or the business has just caught fire and is telling them in that humiliation take to be proud of it so when he's telling them consider it joy and uh, complete joy when they are suffering he is like telling them you you're going through this it is for your good and he 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 just said this he said since they will pass away like wild flower they will pass away they will pass away all of them they will go and that was verse verse 8 in verse 9 in verse 12 he says blessed is the one who perseveres under trials because having stood the test that person will receive the crown of life and the lord has promised to to those who love him blessed again here he is telling them blessed is the is that person who is able to endure who is able to persevere blessed is that person who is able to understand that he, this that you are going through is for your own good and so here again it's like he's assuring them that they are suffering whatever they are going through it is for their good and now he moves away from that in verse 5 he goes to them he says this in verse 5 chapter 1 chapter james chapter 1 verse 5 says if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask god who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you but when you ask you you, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like 
a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Now, in this, from verse 5 to 8, he combines it. If anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask the Lord. I want think that he's saying, like, now you are going through this tribulation. You're going through this suffering. You're going through this situation. Now it's like you don't know what to do. You don't know how, what to do. You don't know how to go about it. Then ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. And when you ask him wisdom, that wisdom is able to lead you in the situation they are, they, are, they are going through. So you are saying in, in the situation they are going through, if they ask the Lord, if they ask him the wisdom in this situation, in this situation they are facing, he will be able to help them to see how to go about it. It's like you have, it's like something bad has hit you. What do I need to do? Remember these are decisions. Where do I go? Where do I move? Where do I? So it's like he's saying them, you have fallen into this, then ask the Lord to give you wisdom. Friends, wisdom, when you go to Proverbs in chapter, in chapter four, wisdom is treated like a treasure. Wisdom is treated, and the father exhorts his son to treat wisdom. And wisdom is key to us, the believers. Especially when we are now in many things that are, are surrounding us. Because it's like you have two opinions, two options before you. But which one can you go with? So you need the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of men. Because the wisdom of men cannot help you. The wisdom that comes from, from the worldly standards, that wisdom cannot guide you. When you go to the book of James still, chapter 3, and you read from verse 13, James chapter 3, from verse 13 says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility. That, that comes from wisdom. But if you, you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart. Do not boast about it or, or, or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from down from heaven, but asre, but asre, but it but it's asre, and spiritual demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder. You find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from the heaven is first of all pure and peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. 
So that's the, the wisdom he compares. Again, here is contrasting the wisdom of the world. It embitters uh, envy, uh, bitterness, selfishness, and all that. When you have such, no wonder your spirit will waver will be running to and fro. It will be going here and there, do this. Oh, do I do this? Do I do this? You can imagine someone is in prayer and now they say, but I am praying, but will God answer? Anyway, let me just pray. In such, he has said, you won't get anything. You won't, he won't hear such. The wisdom of the world cannot give you anything. We need the wisdom of God. And when we get the wisdom of God, then we are able, we are able to stand the tests that are before us. And so, friends, as we continue to, to reflect on this, I pray that the Lord will help us to understand the things that are before us and those things that when they be before us, what we are supposed to do. Because James, to his hearers, he is telling them, don't depend on human wisdom. Don't depend on the, on the world. The world the, the, the is wisdom. If someone has attacked you or if someone has abused you, automatically you also do what? Respond. If someone has done this to you, automatically you do the same thing. But God's wisdom is, is saying if the other person is hating you or if the other person is saying this to you, for you, you are now required to love. For you, you are now required to take care. For you, you are now required to wait patiently. For you, you are like if they have hit you on one cheek, just... It just you, you, you say it's it is it's swear and that is not from man. <laughs> I just want to imagine someone has just hit, even if it is a scratch, especially people who drive. My friend, even if someone has scratched something on on your car, it's like whoa has come. It's like has done immediately. They, even the one who has scratched you and the one all together, you be mad and in such don't expect anything good to come out of it. So we are being challenged as we, we come to application. Here he is challenging his hearers that yes, I am aware you are going through all kinds of trials. You are going through all kinds of situations, but please consider it joy, consider it pure joy, because this testing of your faith produces perseverance. So their faith is being tested. Whom do you believe? And friends, when I talk about this, friends, I talk of your, your faith being challenged. Remember the definition of, of faith in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It is, the, it is us having evidence of things we hope for, and yet they are not yet there. But you have evidence. But also in, in verse 6, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that without, without faith, you cannot please God. Without faith, you cannot please God. God, 
There is no way you're going to praise God if you don't. So in other words, when James is telling his, his years here, he's telling them, if anything you have to ask the Lord for, if there is anything you need in this, just build up your faith. In the, the, the gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verse 24, there is an encounter of, of, of this man. His son is, is gone. And now he has brought the, the disciples. They couldn't pray. Uh, they couldn't handle. They couldn't manage. But now he's, he's in that state. And Jesus comes in. He answers this. And then for him, he says, help me. I overcome my and believe, and then he even goes ahead to 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 tell his 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 disciples, how long shall I put up with this faithless generation? You are praying, but you are not believing, and because you are not believing, then I don't expect anything. So, uh, our wavering spirit, friends, it is like it, it, it the mind is the gate to the spiritual life. Maybe let me explain this. Uh, man is spirit, and God is spirit, and the devil no, is spirit. And therefore, man, man's spirit is supposed to connect with the spirit of God, but the spirit no, of man connects with his mind. His mind is the gate, is the gate. Remember, when we're talking about the mind, we're talking about the thought, we're talking the thoughtful, we're talking about the emotions. We, we're talking, okay, we, we can also call it the soul. It's like when you attack the mind of a person, it's like you have finished their lives because automatically they will be connected. In other words, they will, this mind will now send the body the, to what to do. If if, if 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 you are thinking this as in in Proverbs chapter twenty three verse seven it says a man is a man thinks so he is the the way the man thinks that is his life. In other words, as you think you act, as you think you 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 implement, as you think you move. So you imagine you are in a, such a state. How will you connect with the Lord? So you as a, uh, as us, we, we there is the temptation of us differentiating between the body and the soul. Of course, the body is the house where the spirit dwells, as you read in First Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen. That don't you know your 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 your, your body is the temple of the Holy spirit, of the spirit where the spirit of God dwells. So, if the, your spirit is connected with the spirit of God, it means then you will not waver because you are in the spirit. Otherwise, why we waver is because we come now, we come now in the in the body, and we begin to doubt. But really, is this going to be? Is this really going to work? Uh, really, and that's when we want to look for shortcuts. We want to, to to call. I think I need to call. I need to call somebody. I need to to check on this person. I need. I think uh, we have prayed, but you know, man, man, a man, a man helps himself, and you want even to assume that that is the verse. It is not. It is not a verse. That is the human wisdom. That is the human standard that you need 
to help yourself, God. Woman, help yourself because in this. So here you are saying God, and here you. So you are just there. You are just like like these earths were were for bad, and here they are claiming. But he challenges them today. Choose who you reserve. And in in Joshua chapter chapter twenty four verse fifteen, he says he says. Choose today whom you will serve. Joshua is challenging them. Choose today whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Friends, as we deal with this spirit, which is so delicate of wavering, it's so delicate. It looks innocent. It looks like, my friend, it is cancer. Remember, it is inside. You know, you are talking some, with, with, with somebody, you think you are talking with them, when actually they are in Kabbalah and they are, they are looking to do their business. And for you, you think you are talking. And you just imagine that person is thinking he's talking to God when actually he's in Kabbalah. And I'm, I'm, let me just assume that God was in Kampara and, and they are meeting together physically. But the person is in Kabbalah. That's where they are. That's where he's, he's whatever really will this person now connect with it is hard friends if we are going to deal with this thing then we must know this that god god is spirit and if we are connecting with god we must connect with in the spirit not in the body not in the flesh because the flesh cannot help us remember he says if you, if you come to him with double-minded, double-minded, in other words, you have two minds, in all you have two souls, all you have two spirits <laughs> for the other. Friends don't expect anything because in verse, in, 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 in verse six, he says, but when you ask, you must believe. And not that when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of sea blown and tossed by the wind. A wave, a wave. Uh, you may not understand the wave, but you, 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 you go in a lake and you are in a canoe <laughs> or in a boat, and now there the, the are waves. You see how you can move. You can. You see life is moved. So you are moving in. You are not anywhere. You are not stable. So he's here saying we must be stable. In we should not be restless. We should not be restless. But we should be at peace. We should be calm. We should be calm. And we should not doubt God. He, he said, we must depend on God. A hundred percent. We must trust God that I have gone before the Lord and I'm breathing God for this. I am not going to mix in like I talk to my uncle or I talk to my boss. You have talked to God. That is enough. You don't go to anything else. Otherwise, if you mix up things such Go, you don't expect any answer from the Lord. In verse 7, it says that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. As such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. In all they do. Friends, 
we can think we are doing something when actually we are doing something. We can think, I don't know whether you've been at a place where you, you, you are like, uh, let me go this side. And then again, you see someone turning and then again turning. They are not sure. They are undecided. Friends, if you cannot make a decision <laughs> or, or if you cannot get the choice, then there is trouble then you can't get anything. You can't go anywhere. So as we deal with this spirit, which is so innocent, I am saying it is so innocent because it is hard to tell. Remember, no one can say that you, you, you are in this until we see you act. That's when we get to know, eh, okay. Until we see you go this side. But the thing is, if we are dealing with this spirit, we must come to God wholesomely, not doubting him, not saying this may not work, not saying this will not, this will not help us. Friends, we must come to God. And when we come to God, it is a good thing. When uh, I, I go back to the, to the other verse of, 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 of trials, James chapter 1, verse 2 to, to 4, he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything not lacking anything friends when you are going through trials and temptations trials and tribulations it is a time that your faith is tested let me share my experience we 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 we, we lost our our firstborn and that was at birth they, they, they delayed, she was supposed to be operated on, they delayed, and by the time they were operating her, the child was already dead. And so my wife, she's cut, she's not seeing the baby, and, and we, we, can, we don't know what to do, we are just thrust there, we even send the doctor like, to talk to her, it was a whole mess. And in that mess, Finally, she gets back and we, we meet. And her parents are saying, you know what? Uh, you know, since you've gone through this, uh, you know what? Let's take you. We take care of you. I remember my wife saying to them, friends, I'm not going with you. I'm going with my husband. Friends, that was not a human standard, whatever. The woman is cut and he's, she's risking her life to go with the man who even buried the child with, without her knowing, without her being informed. And you are going with a, such a man. One would have quickly, quickly moved to the mother and the siblings and, and take care. But friends, when we moved together, was it easy? It was hard. The, the, the labor pain that did come during the process now came and it would be torturing. As if that was not enough, whenever she would meet people, they would ask, how is the baby? And that one would make us. As if that was not enough, she would be like, please, you take me to the place where you buried the child. But I remember, I one positive thing. I said, since you were alive, 
You know what? The Lord will give us another child. You don't have to fear. And I would not say like I have evidence, even that they told us that we shall wait after two to three years for her to get pregnancy. And I would hold her, I would hold her and say, you know what? This is the thing. As long as you are alive, we will get there. And I remember in that moment, there's something dropped in my mind. I checked on my brother. I called him, one of the brethren, we were praying together. I called him, you know what? I, I was working in St. Francis. We are going to be having overnight. And we would go in St. Francis Chapel, the three of us, my wife, with the other friend of ours. And we would, and remember in St. Francis, that means the mosquitoes are too many. I remember we would go through that, that night. We are believing God. We are praying because we had no any other option. Hear this. While we were in prayer, the man of God, the man, the, my brother, he got he, he got a, an insight. He's like, your wife is pregnant and is pregnant of a boy, and his name is Joel. And we laughed at him. Do you know why we laughed at him? For us, we were doing our, 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 our family planning methods because we didn't want her to get pregnant because the wound was still fresh and everything was like still new. We laughed at him. We said, ah, this man of God, this time we are not sure. And then I told my wife, please, you just go and test. Hey, when she went to test, she was positive. And... The baby boy grew up very well in the womb and even gave birth before the two years had elapsed. Friends, I have seen God. When you are going through situations, when you are going through challenges, you don't have to move from here, from one church to another, from one place to the other, from down, up, where, 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 where. You end up running mad, sober up, calm down, relax. God, what do you want me to do in this situation? What are you telling me to do in this situation? And so the Lord will intervene and the Lord will make a way for you. Thank like you, made a way for us. You can imagine the Lord intervened. Because we lost the other baby in 2011, 3rd August, Joel was born. I mean, on 22nd August, and Joel was born 2020, 20, uh, uh, on 3rd August. So God is not man. He does not act like man. He does not think like man. God is God. Friends, let's stop mixing up things. It, actually, let me even put it this way. The wavering spirit is like syncretism. On Sunday, you, you first go and do your things. Then now you come to church and then you, you, you want also do your things. Like me and my father. On Sunday, we would first go in our shrine. Those who know my testimony, how I was in shrines and everything, we would go in our shrines and do all kinds of things. And then here we are the first in the church. And you know, everyone, my friend, 
and friends, now we are in that situation where people, we are mixing up. You know, Monday, Monday to Saturday, you are somewhere. And Sunday, ah, God, I come, I come, I adore. We lift our hands in holy hands. We, 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 uh, no, 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 no. We must choose you. Either choose God or choose something else. Or else you are going to be tortured all the way. All the way. Hear me very well. The moment we allow the enemy to take our, our, our life into many, many things. You, you, you can imagine someone beginning to think about their future. And they are thinking about their future in terms of, you know what? You know, in 2050, I want to have this. And you begin to wonder, man, you haven't even crossed 2040. <laughs> but now for you, you are in the 2050. That's where you are. <laughs> it is going to be hard for you to come back to 2023. It will be hard. And even that means even here in 2023, you're not going to live that life. Even in 2050, you're not, you, you are just there and here friends let's come to the lord let's trust the lord let's hope in the lord let's stand in the lord let's not stand in anything as we do in james chapter 4 james chapter 4 verse 7 he says submit yourself then to god resist the devil and he will free from you come near to god and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You are double-minded. Grieve, mourn, wail, change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not surrender one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and, the, and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. Therefore, if you on if there is only one lawgiver and judge the one who is able to save and destroy, but you, you are you who to judge you who are you to judge your neighbors? Come to God. He says, humble yourself, submit yourself to the Lord. So for us to deal with the, this reverent spirit, we must resist. Number one, we must resist the devil. Resist him. Remember, he's rolling around. Remember, he's moving all over. He's a wanderer. So he wants you to go and wander with him. If you allow him in your life, you will. You are also going to wander. So please resist the enemy, resist the evil one. And then he goes ahead, come close to God. You also come near. So get closer to the Lord. Get closer to the Lord. And stop that life of double-minded. Instead, if it is grieving, grief. If it is, if it is mourning, mourn. If someone is supposed to be mourning, they are, they are, they think they are in joyful moment. Man, grief for that sin, mourn for that evil, mourn for that wickedness that has happened. Mourn, 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 mourn. 
I repeat, may the Lord help us to stop this double-minded life where we, we actually let me call it pretense and hypocrisy and compromise. We want to fit in. We want to see ourselves in all. Friends, let's surrender it all to the Lord. Let us change to the ways of the Lord. We go to the ways of the Lord. And then in Psalm, as I come to the conclusion, in Psalm 19, Psalm 19, hear what it says, Psalm 19, verse 7 and 8. But if you want, you would read the whole of that Psalm. It says this, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The status of the Lord are trustworthy, making the wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are, are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. Then verse 9, the fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. So for us to deal with it, let's have the word of God. Let's walk in the word of God. Let's meditate on the word of God. In Psalm 1, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor does he sit in the seat of scorpion, but his light is in the word of God. He meditates on it day and night. Not so the chaffs are like, <laughs> friends, the wicked are like, a ch are, 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 are like the chaffs that is thrown away. Friends, let's not allow the enemy to throw us out. Let us not allow the enemy to blow us out. Let us surrender to God. Let us surrender to God. And as I conclude, in James chapter 5, verse 16, he says, a, a, a prayer of a righteous person avails much. A prayer of a righteous person avails much. Let's come to the Lord. Let's surrender it to the Lord. And the Lord will help us to stand the test of our time. And when we have the word of God, that is wisdom. Remember, even in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of issues. Guard your heart. May the Lord bless you, friends. And I pray that the Lord will continue to speak to us. Thank you so much. Lord, we want to thank you for this morning. We pray that, Lord, you help each one of us to be humble and to be stable and to wait on you. Like the psalmist declared in Psalm 27, verse 14, that those who wait on the Lord, the Lord will come through for them. And those who, who have faith in the Lord, they are able to please him. And indeed, you will answer them. Lord, I pray that each one of us will have stable minds and the Lord will wait upon you. Like also in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, that be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind and you test and know the will of God and what it, it pleases the Lord. Lord, I pray that we will know the will of you, or God, in our lives and that what pleases you, it is what we will pursue. And in Ephesians chapter 5, verse chapter 4, verse 14, said that we will no longer be tossed here, and therefore every wind of doctrine, that we will no longer be infants, that Lord will be mature and will attain the maturity in you, Lord, not in anything else. We thank you, honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let us pray, and I will encourage each one of us to pray, to pray. We have listened to the message. I know that God has been speaking to each one of us in a personal way. And let us pray. I will pray, but I will also encourage that 
wherever you are, in that car, in that room, on that office desk, lift your voice and talk to God. Father, we give you thanks and give you praise for this word that you've given us this morning. We receive it with thanksgiving. And what a joy, what an honor to hear from our loving God and Father this morning. We thank you for your servant, Reverend Frank Chichoncho, for delivering the message. We thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for your blessing upon him, blessing upon his family, upon his wife, his children, his ministry, upon whatever he puts his hands to, oh God. We pray that you will refresh him, that you will fill him anew, so that you'll have what to give from a heart that is full, a spirit that is rejuvenated. We thank you and we bless your name. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, challenging us to be solid, to be consistent, to be one of one mind, to be to be focused in one direction, oh God. King of kings and Lord of lords, we, we thank you for the way you are teaching us. Father, I pray that for each one of us, even when it is not the common way, you teach us to count it all joy when we go through tough times, when we go through trials, when we go tribulations knowing that you are in there, you are not taken by surprise, you are not in shock, but you allowed those trials and tribulations for a reason, for a purpose that is greater than we may ever know. Father, cause us to rejoice. We know that in our own strength, in our own energy, in our own wisdom, it doesn't make much sense, but we choose to trust you and know that when you tell us in your word, to count it all joy, we ought indeed to count it all joy and not to ask questions, but to trust your God. Father, we pray for your wisdom, your wisdom that is not like the wisdom of men, oh God, that in all we do, in all we say, your wisdom will be evident, oh God. Your wisdom will be evident as we live for you, as we live with our families and serve them, as we serve in the different places of work, in our businesses, we pray for your wisdom to be the guiding factor of God. Father, you have reminded us that without faith, we cannot please you. Father, we pray that you will teach us. We pray that you work in us that faith, that you work in us that faith that comes from your God that not in our strength, not in our wisdom, but we will choose to have faith in you so that we will please your God. Father, we pray that you work in us to be focused in one direction, that Lord, you'll be our option A and option all, that we'll not have a plan B, we'll not have a plan C, but when we choose to trust, we'll trust you entirely. We'll trust you entirely, oh God. Father, I pray that you will do this in our own strength and in our own wisdom. We think of having a plan B and a plan C just in case of something. But Father, I pray that you work in us to trust you. Many times it feels like taking a risk, but we know that it is our worthwhile risk. You've never disappointed. You have never let us down. 
even when we are uncertain, we know we can depend on you. Father, I pray that you cause us to be the kind of people who can be described as committed, consistent, dependable, reliable, because we are not wavering. Father, I pray that we will be solid when it comes to you and what you say in your word. When it comes to the way we relate with our families, with our friends, the way we deliver the work that you have given us, the services, Father, I pray that will be described as committed, consistent, and dependable. Because first of all, we are committed to you and we are choosing to consistently work with you so that that will be the outflow of our lives and it will be the testimony of your children. Father, work it out in us. We know that in our strength, in our wisdom, in our own energy, we cannot uh, live that life where it can be described as unwavering, but we know that you have given us your Holy Spirit and you will work it out in us to the praise and glory of your name. We give you thanks for God and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Amen.